Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin Kiefer. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com. And so here we sit, right? 2,000 years later, halfway across the planet, we are here gathered together as a people to worship this child born into humanity, sent by God, right? And uh, and it's amazing to me, the whole, Molly and I were talking about it this week, just the entirety of this Christmas experience, it just blows us away. We've been like feeling so kind of overwhelmed and emotional lately, just captured by the power in the images of Christmas and, and Christ being born to us. It's un, it's just like overwhelming to us. And, and Jesus, rather than being born in prominence, Jesus, rather than being born in power, like the sons of the pharaohs or the kings of Persia or something like that, he was born, uh, of course, to this working class woman in the most humble of possible ways in the most backwoods area of Israel. And I was thinking it would, it would, it would be in our day as if we were to say that, that the Messiah, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was born in like DeKalb or something, right? Like just completely blows our mind, right? And, and this couple, uh, Mary and Joseph, they did not have their act together. As a matter of fact, they were so sort of outmatched for the, the situation that they were in. Think about it this way. Joseph knew for sure for a long time that this Roman census was coming. He knew well ahead of time that he was going to have to travel down to Bethlehem to get registered for the census. And yet they were so either uh, overwhelmed or naive or unprepared that he had no arrangements for his massively pregnant wife, for his nine-month pregnant wife, to, to you know, for them to stay anywhere, right? So they ended up staying in a barn. And I keep on like bringing it back to sort of our lives. And would it be? It would have been as as like if uh, if Molly and I, when we were about to have Aiden, if we were, if I were to say, hey, we got to take a trip to Ohio or something like that, but I made absolutely no arrangements for us. And so when we got to Ohio, we'd have to sleep in the car. And of course, Aiden would be born in the back seat of the Kiefer mobile, right? That's basically how Jesus entered the world. And of course, in their day, what the, what the video was trying to capture for us was the context into which Jesus was born. And Jesus was born not only in a humble estate, but he was born into a group of people, the Israelites, that were held captive by the Roman Empire, right? They were longing. This was a people who were conquered, and the Israelites had been conquered by empire after empire after empire. They rarely had freedom. They rarely felt like they had power. They rarely felt as if they were free to worship and free to live in the way that God called them to, right? And so they suffered under the rule of Rome, just like they had in many other uh, uh, times in their history. And so they were longing for a true king to come. They were longing for someone to come to establish a righteous kingdom. And that's, of course, what Jesus did. And he came to reverse the order, the corruption, and the, the, the people that would, that would hold power over them and keep them held captive and keep them from honoring God in the way that they wanted to and honoring God with their whole lives. And so as we uh, sort of come into Christmas season, we also sort of live in a hostile environment, don't we? 
where people don't know God and they don't honor God and people use power to get ahead in our lives. But Jesus came to undo and to, and to change all of that, right? And I love how in Luke chapter 4, this is the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. It's sort of what inaugurated his ministry. And it says that Jesus went to the temple. He went to the synagogue, which was his habit. And uh, in Luke chapter 4, verse 16, it says this, Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. And he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And this is amazing. I wish I was in the room for this. It says, then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And the modern day equivalent of that is mic drop, right? That was it. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And Jesus fulfilled all of those prophecies that a righteous kingdom would come. And not only would he bring a righteous kingdom, but the amazing thing is, is that now, Those of us that sit in this room who have given our lives to him, now we are carriers of the same kingdom. That kingdom of light, that kingdom of hope, that kingdom of freedom has been deposited into your life and into my life. And so when Jesus says, I've come to set the prisoners free, I've come to preach the good news, we carry that same light, every one of us. That's what we celebrate today. And we have seen God's kingdom break into this place, haven't we? You've seen God's kingdom move in so many ways. We have seen people healed of heartaches and broken bodies. We've seen people's marriages turn around. We've seen people set free from every kind of addiction. We've seen God's character just growing in miraculous ways in one another's lives. God is on the move here. The kingdom of God is at hand. And it's the birth of Jesus that inaugurated all of that. That's why we celebrate. But I have to be honest with you guys. There is something, especially at Christmas time, that, that almost blows, we, blows me away even more than all of that. I, I just have to tell you. And, and the fact is, what, what just, just undoes me is that his whole birth, the birth of Christ, was a gift given to me. The birth of Jesus, the presence of Jesus, Jesus is a gift given to you. His life is a gift for you, purposely, specifically for you. He didn't come and we, you know, to do something and we receive some sort of ancillary benefit. Now I want to try to help you guys understand this. And I was thinking about our own kids and I, you know, I want you to know that to be completely honest with you, I don't spend most of my time going, my kids are such a gift to me. I don't think of them that way. I think I have kids I think they're a pain in my butt sometimes, right? But I don't think these children are a gift to me. No, instead, because the thing is, is that if someone gives a gift, it is for my benefit. And I don't see my children as being created to do something for me. I don't see my kids as being given to me so that they can do something or benefit my life in some way. That's not how I see them. That's not why we have kids. 
But Jesus is different. He's different. That child born in Bethlehem, he is truly a gift given to you. Now listen to this. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says this. You'll get it here. For to us, a son, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. You remember that captive people that were longing for freedom? We're longing for justice in their lives. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called. Here are the hallmarks of Jesus. Here are the hallmarks of his kingdom. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I mean, can you imagine what this is saying? Jesus came as a gift to you and to me. And he said, to you, I will be a wonderful counselor. To you, I will be mighty for you. I will be mighty God. To you, I will be an everlasting father. And to you, I will be your prince of peace. I want you to think about your life for a moment. In this Christmas season, I just want you to, to just think for a second, what part of the character and the person of Christ do you need most in your life right now? Because he is a gift to you. Do you need, church, a wonderful counselor? Maybe you need uh, uh, Jesus to be the one that is pointing you towards wisdom, the one that's helping you to know how to live or what to do. He, he's there to give you direction and to help you to be blessed in your life. Maybe you need uh, that wise counselor to help you because there are issues in your life that you don't know how to solve. And to you, he is your wonderful counselor. Maybe you're a person who needs mighty God right now. You need strength. You need power for a breakthrough in your life. You need power to make it in your job or your home or your school or wherever it is. You need power to overcome some situation that you have in your life. You have it in Jesus. He is mighty God to you. Maybe uh, maybe you're a, a person that needs an everlasting father. You need someone to come alongside you, to put an arm around you and to say, I am pleased with you. I am pleased with your life. Maybe you need someone to look after you, to protect you, to provide for you. And Jesus says, I am that for you. I am an everlasting father. And even if you never had a good father in your life, Jesus said, I am that father that will never leave you, will never forsake you, will always be your protector, will always be your champion. Maybe you need the Prince of Peace in your life. Maybe life has been hard. It's been stressful. You've been overwhelmed. You've been outmatched. You live with a perpetual state of stress or anxiety. Maybe you fear for your future. And Jesus said, I am your Prince of Peace. I will guard your life. I will pour out my peace upon you. And I will not fail you. I will not let you down. I will be there for you. I am Emmanuel. I am God with you. This Jesus that we celebrate, he's your gift, given to you, came to earth for you, left the throne of heaven for that. He came to earth, born into this humble family 2,000 years ago to give his life to you. He said this uh, during his ministry. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me if you're weary. 
Come to me if you're overwhelmed. Come to me if you're outmatched in this world, and I will give you rest. What a joy, you guys. What a gift that we've been given. And so this morning, we're going to do something um, a little bit different. So last week, I I shared, um, and I entitled my sermon, Oh, Come Let Us Adore Him, and we're kind of titling the sermon the same thing. But last week, I challenged us. We looked at those words, Oh, Come Let Us Adore Him. And I just focused on every word, and I, I asked you guys, for those of you that weren't here, I asked us as a church, I said, could we remember, could we stir up that, oh, come, like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm undone. I can't tell you, I, I can't express to you, Jesus, the words uh, that, that I have inside my heart to, of, of your greatness, of your goodness. I can't express how much I love you. I can't capture you in any language, but I'm overwhelmed by you. I'm undone. And I asked us, at the end of the day, could like who will get our greatest gift? Who will get our adoration this Christmas? Who has always gotten the very best of us at Christmas time? And I, I just shared with us and I challenged us that of all the beings in our life and all the people in our life, the one who ought to get our greatest gift, the one who ought to get our best gift and our most adoration is Christ himself because of who he is, because he gave all of himself to us. And so what we're going to do is we're going to um, have the worship team come back up. And on your pew, um, I've given cards. There's these little thank you cards. I I didn't know what the appropriate card would be, but um, I want everybody to grab a card. And there should be pens there. And what we're going to do is this. I wanted to give you guys um, the opportunity. All right. Are you focusing on me? All right. I want to give you guys the opportunity to express your adoration to Jesus as we worship him. And so the worship team is going to lead us in sort of a quiet song for a little bit. And what I want you to do is we're sort of, um, we're just going to sort of engage with Jesus the way that the three magi did. We're going to engage with Jesus the way that the three kings did. And they came and they brought their gifts to the feet of baby Jesus. And so there's something powerful when we act. There's something powerful when we actually do something in response. And so what I'm going to invite you to do is I'm going to invite you to take this little card that you have and a pen, and just for a moment, I want you to reflect on who Jesus is to you. And I want you to reflect on how you have been blessed by him, how, how amazing he is. Just express. I want you to write in this card an expression of love, an expression of adoration, an expression of gratitude, whatever it is that is stirred up in your heart as you ponder Jesus and his life to you. I want you to write it to him. And when you're done, you can, you can stick it in an envelope if, there, if it's there, but I want you to bring it to the basket that's up front here where we have um, the, this little nativity scene. And I just want you to offer that adoration to Jesus. And, and I also want to say that if you have been kind of far from him, if you haven't had a close connection with him, it would be an amazing time right now to just write to him and say, the gift that I want to give you is more of me. The gift that I want to give you is more of my life. You're worthy of my whole life. And I want to give that to you today. And so I don't know what you're going to write, but I want you to just offer him something and then bring it just at any moment when you're ready. People are just going to kind of come and go and that's fine. And then we're just going to kind of move into a a closing time of worship to him. Does that make sense? You guys with me? All right, I'm going to pray over this and then just write and, uh, and bring and then sing.
All right, so Lord Jesus, we love you and we offer you um, true gifts of adoration. We offer you the gift of our heart. We offer you our expressions of thanks and praise. And I just pray, Lord, that this would be meaningful to you, that you would um, just be uh, blessed by our expressions of adoration this morning. Lord, you're worthy of it. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave everything to us. And this morning, we want to give our all back to you. 